The object of Taxi Chronicles is to allow real riders with real stories, share their experience and enhance your life. So sit back and enjoy the journey. Morning, morning, morning. Yes, we're back with another episode, another pair of lovely riders. Today we have a very harmonious couple, Tom and Steph. And Steph's in the photography business for high fashion or fashion. And we got an agriculturalist, is that right? Agriculturalist. Horticulturalist, sorry, on our hands. And that's... My name's Tom. Tom, you grabbed them. Yeah, hello, hello. So... What made you get into the first? Furthermore, where did you two meet? We met uh, our New Year's Eve at a party. Mutual friends. So I, being a photographer, I shoot on film. So I work in a lab where I hand develop and print all my work. And the lady that helps me print is my friend called Sarah. And it was her New Year's Eve party that we met at. Mm. What's your first thoughts when you saw each other? Well, I had a, I had some premonition of uh, basically Sarah referred to Tom as sexy Tom, and I was like, oh yeah, we'll have a, we'll have a, we'll have a see there. I'll check that out. And then, and then he arrived, and I was like, okay, I can, I can conclude that yes. That's very sweet. <laughs> and I thought, this, who is this beautiful woman? No, I was eating pombez. Golden hair. Oh, actually, you know, I was you, were, a packet of you, had, you had plastic bags on your shoes. Oh yeah, I didn't want to get my boots muddy, so I was wearing Sainsbury's <laughs> bags on my feet. And you were warming up with a hairdryer. I had a hairdryer at my jumper. <laughs> okay. So it was, a, it was, a, it was love at first sight. Yeah, or, or sort of, I don't know. Strange. It's a good warning, anyway. It, it was good warning it was, signs. Yeah, it was a curious sight. I was intrigued. <laughs> More intrigued than you are with your plant. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so it's a special flower. Yes, yes. So, where, why flowers? Where, where, why horticulture? Well, without plants, there would be no life on Earth. We breathe oxygen, and all of the oxygen we breathe comes from plants. Plants are key to our survival, and uh, there's there's more than we we know about, and there's so much left to know. And I, uh, they bring peace, and we we eat food grown from plants. Everything depends on plants. The whole world relies on them and I'm just yeah I'm just curious about them so yeah that's it where, when where did your fascination for plants grow start grow is a good good word to use from yeah from from when I was a child like my grandfather had a greenhouse and allotment he used to grow all of our all of our food or at least all of his food and taught me how to cultivate from seeds and nourish his family and I want to do the same but I've just taken it to a slightly further place with my What's your uh, favorite plant my favorite plant well, I love trees I think trees are you know trees are some of the oldest living things on the planet um, thousands of years old some of tens of thousands of years old you know the oldest tree is over 10,000 years old mm. and I find that amazing you know it's outlived empires and you know humanity as a whole has you know evolved completely um, underneath these these plants, so yeah, I, I wouldn't be able to put my finger on exactly what tree, but you said magnolia. Mag, yeah, you. magnolia trees. They blossom at the end of the winter. They they bring an amazing scent. Yeah, and they're the biggest flowers. I mean, yeah, magnolias. I'd say, but I love fruiting trees as well because you get to eat the, the delicious fruits off of them. So. Yeah. Oh yeah, first but when you say fruit trees, yeah. apple trees. Apples and oranges yeah. and lemons. I mean it's, I find it amazing how a beautiful tree can produce such a perfect piece of food. <laughs> Do you grow those kind of trees in um, 
in Kew. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's a Kew's a bo uh, botanical garden, so there's examples of yeah, the widest collection yeah, of plants in the, in the world. Ninety percent of all known uh, plant species are contained at Kew, either in seed form or um, on display to the public, which you can go and see either with a membership or on a day trip. That's for your listeners. You all should all get down there. And yeah, but yeah, so they do grow some specimens, but. The place has been open since the 1700s, and the, you know there's some exquisite old plants there that you can that have been there for hundreds of years. Which are, yeah. fly trap. Yeah, I mean they're tropical plants exactly. So that would be in the the palm houses, and there's tropical nurseries where the, all the carnivorous plants are, are stored. Um, so that, yeah, there's lots of carnivorous plants that attract in, um, so insects. Those meat-eating plants. Yeah, yeah. Do they what? How do they feed them? They just let a load of flies off. Yeah, them. they they have uh, they'll let off uh, some, like pheromones that will s sound uh, smell to the insect like um, either rotting meat or something sweet. Things that insects are attracted to. Instead of like bumblebees pollinating flowers, they pollinate by other insects that would be attracted to yeah to this. No, to, but they eat the flies. Um, yeah, so but that's they. So the Kew Gardens will get some flies. They draw yeah, them in, yeah. Awesome. So yeah, there's okay. there's lots of different carnivorous plants here, which will yeah that they have. You should go down and see them. If somebody wants to get into the industry that you're in, yeah. What would you, what would be your advice to them? If you if you want to become a horticulturist, you've got to have a you've got to have a sort of an existing kind of like uh, curiosity about the natural world after that I think just get out there go and visit some of these parks go and visit some of these these places these botanical gardens just speak to people that are in the industry you can study it the RHS the Royal Horticultural Society has loads of programs which you can go on and they can teach you the basics and then all the way up to advanced levels and um, yeah it's, it's available and more people should because like it you know, it's it keeps you healthy and uh, keeps you learning all the time. Sounds like there's a big spiritual side for you in what you do. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Anyone who feels a bit stressed should just get out in nature if they can. Okay, that's good. So moving on to the lovely lady, photography. <laughs> Why? And what um, have you learned about photography and taking photos of models that you wish you knew when you started? Well, I was a painter originally, mm. and then. Uh, being a painter in London is a bit you know, difficult when financially you're depending on it. Uh, so photography kind of took over. I started working at magazines like Dazed and Confused and taking photo photographs for them. And how many years later, five or six years later, um, it's, it's going all right, you know. <laughs> but it's, it's, you know, it's, it's good. It's, um, it's much more social than painting. There's a lot more to it than painting. It's a lot more. Um, I'm, I'm too impatient, I think, to be a fine art painter anymore. When you were painting, what kind of were you? Landscape, portrait? It was portrait, and then I went more abstract. Um, this is when I was living in Liverpool, and then yeah, coming back to London from Liverpool, yeah, we have you know high rent to pay, and the pace is not much faster. Photography makes mm. it's just it's just a, a quicker turnaround, really. Basically, I've just got lazy and. <laughs> but it is fun and the photos you take now they're of models in the fashion industry mm -hmm. what have you learned that you wish you knew when you had started to not compare yourself to all the other photographers and all the other artists at the time because I think when you start all you do is see how much less you are compared to everyone else that's doing what you want to be doing and it's just really stifling and limiting I think 
so you just want to kind of just get on with it and find your own path with it and make mistakes and then sort of end up in a place that you're meant to be in rather than try and replicate someone else's journey I think with it okay yeah I like that word journeys because it's all about the journey that's what we're saying yeah well as I say you know as soon as you you think that you think that you've kind of completed the journey you're kind of on to the next one well no it's like all the best all the biggest photographers that have done it for 40 50 years who've obviously found that they've completed their journey their work's really crap now because they just kind of don't try anymore and they're not they haven't got that kind of vigor whereas uh if you feel like you're kind of moving forward and trying new things all the time your work's going to keep progressing and keep progressing and it's as soon as you think your journey's over the work's going to suffer for it so where do you go once you've become very good like well a lot of photographers then start dabbling with video I'm actually starting to look into um, augmented reality at the moment and avatars and 3D scanning so it's kind of like an elevated version of a still image but not quite video either and it's something that I'm finding really interesting kind of talking with a few companies about like producing skins yeah skins for clothing for you know apparently hair is really difficult there's Um, a lot of money in there's a lot of money but it costs a lot of money and a lot of brands are scared to put too much money into something they don't understand yet so I'm working with a, a company now trying to create like a kind of prototype that is, is a bit more um, digestible to the big brands that don't really understand it but yeah the idea is kind of create a more elevated sort of sort of three dimensional photograph I guess which is something I'm excited about Last but not least, what would be your advice to a young person trying to get into your industry? Don't. <laughs> Avoid yourself the pain. Avoid the bullshit. No. It's honestly, it's it's an industry for, for the privileged. Because if you can't afford to spend thousands of pounds on a portfolio to even get a foot in the door, it's really, really difficult. It's tough going, So... A big part of advice would be just to make sure you've got support to begin with because otherwise you're kind of at a losing battle. That's why you get so many people in the industry that are just sons and daughters of like Mick Jagger or other famous photographers or you know someone's mother runs Louis Vuitton or something you know it's just a big lot of that. Put yourself forward like introduce yourself to people. Yeah the other other thing about it is just working really hard and it's just kind of a, a test of stamina really and if you can put up with it long enough you will eventually find you'll get something out of it but a lot of people can't just don't give up basically mm-hmm. a lot of people can't yeah just because it's um financially and emotionally quite you know sort of brutal as an industry but on, uh, how would you uh, make that more, a positive? positive honestly well there isn't there isn't a huge amount of positive the positive for me is that it works really brilliantly with my lifestyle with how much spare time I get in between shoots it means we get I get to travel Mm -hmm. and it means I get to meet a lot of new people that are really interesting but morally it's not something I'm necessarily that contented with (laughs) as a career (laughs) well thanks a lot for that and we wish you well thank Thank you We hope that episode enhanced your life. We post an interview every other day as well as vlogging on our social media channels on alternate days. Don't forget to subscribe to get our latest episodes.